0: Hey Checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a different episode right now. I'm actually not even sure you can call this an episode. It might just be it might just be more of an upload. Um, but this is going to be different in tone. You can probably already kind of tell that just from the tone of my voice. We're not going to do any music. We're not going to do the fun intro music. We're not going to do music between segments. We're not really even going to have segments. Um, I just need to talk for a little while. And I have this platform, so I'm, I'm going to use it. Uh, and we're going to talk about some pop culture stuff, but there's also something personal that I want get to get into, like, right away. But I, uh, I guess I should warn you in advance, for anybody who needs a trigger warning for this, there's going to be some talk about death and that kind of thing, in the next several minutes, however long this goes. And I know that that can be intense for some people, and that can be hard for some people, so I just want you to know that's coming. I'm, I'm not going to say anything, you know, graphic or, you know, I don't think too disturbing, but just, uh, you know, use caution if you need to use caution. If you're not in a good place right now, maybe listen to a different episode, but... um. There's uh there's no real way to start this other th- other than to just say it. Um, yesterday, I'm recording this on Halloween, by the way. Um, yesterday, uh, someone I was friends with in college passed away in an accident. Uh, her name was Miriam. I'm not going to say her last name because I you know, who knows who you are? Maybe you don't need access to that but her her first name was Miriam and it's gonna be easier to just say a name you know during this uh she I you know I'm not gonna even really go into much detail on what the accident was because again I don't know who listens to this and there may be close friends of hers or even for all I know even family members of hers who don't need to hear my haphazard description of what the accident was but it was vehicular in nature we'll say that and it was something that is the kind of accident that I see at my day job all the time. For those of you who don't know, I work in, in claims. And uh, I'm not, also not going to say the name of that company because, again, there are things many of you don't need to know. But I work in claims, and this is the kind of accident that I I see regularly. Although not frequently fatalities out of this kind of thing. But this was... This was bad. Um, Miriam was a good person, and that's such a small word for it. Um, I I swear we're going to tie in the pop culture theme of this podcast at some point, but just let me get through this part. She was a good person, and she was fun and kind and warm and driven, and uh, I I really appreciated her. Look, I, 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 I want to say very quickly, I haven't been in contact with her for years, other than we, we're Facebook friends. We, we've been Facebook friends since 2008, uh, so the occasional like here or there, maybe a comment or two, I'm not really sure, I would have to go back and look, and I'm not sure how to do that, but you know... Uh, we hadn't been in the same room in uh, who knows how long. I mean, 10 years, easy, 15, maybe. It had been a while. Uh, by the way, you might hear two adorable cats kind of wrestling over a toy spring in the background. I'm going to be largely ignoring that, but if you hear background noise, that's probably what it is. Uh, yeah, so I, just, I, I want to make it clear that uh, Miriam and I were not on a... You know, day-to-day basis, we weren't in each other's daily lives. We hadn't seen each other in a very long time. I'm not saying we were best friends or anything like that. I'm not trying to claim anything like that that would be, you know, over overstating the case or, or what have you. I, uh, but she's someone that I knew at a very specific time in my life, and she knew me as well. And it was... I liked knowing her in the time that I knew her. Uh she was 44 years old. Her birthday was two days ago. Her birthday was two days ago. Tell me how that's fair. And tell me how it's fair that she also had a husband, and that she also had three kids who are young, by the way. A lot of people my age, we've got kids who are hitting the teen years or even older, depending on when you start having kids. I'm 43. She had young kids, especially for our age. I'm going to say R in there, because, you know, in the next six months or whatever, I'm going to be that age. So it's, it's our age. Uh, but yeah, she had, uh, she had three kids who were, who were young, who are supposed to be enjoying Halloween tonight. Uh, tell me how that's fair. You know, and I and I, I've I've never met her kids. By the way, I, I said we haven't seen each other in a very long time, and and you know for the last several years she's lived in uh, uh, Alabama, and um, which was a surprise by the way <laughs> to me because she uh, we went to Bible college together. I don't know that I actually said that yet, but it was Bible college that we went to back in a whole different life for you know for me anyway and, um, she at the time was very missions minded. You know, she was taking like teaching English as a second language and she was always talking about China or Africa or, you know, something like that and, and then and then you hear that uh, you know, she and her husband have moved to Alabama and you kinda of go, But well, Alabama you know <laughs> and then you start thinking about it and realize that if you're of that mindset, everywhere is a mission field, you know, and I can't think of many better mission fields than the Deep South these days, so it, it kind of makes sense once you start thinking about it. No offense to the Deep South, I come from Southerners. But uh, I, I just, it was a little bit of a surprise. But ultimately, it was clear that she was happy. That she and her husband were happy and her kids were happy. And that's, who could ask for anything else? You know? I found out about it uh, late, late. Last night, I guess early this morning, technically, I found out about around like 2 a.m., I think. Uh, so I, I, I had been up late, and we're going to start edging into pop culture here, I guess. But I had been up late because I stumbled into a channel that was playing episodes of Friends. And the world lost Matthew Perry this last week, and I decided, oh, hey, Friends is on. I'm going to watch that for a little while because I'm sad about Matthew Perry. I get done watching a short arc on Friends, the ones where Rachel has her baby. Uh, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen a 20-year-old show. Uh, I get done watching those handful of episodes. And I get the lights turned off, and I you know, say goodnight to the cats, and I, I'm, I'm getting into my bed. I'm, I'm, uh, my light in my bedroom is off, and I'm getting under the sheets. And I real quick just look at my phone for some reason... Just to think, you know, did did I miss anything, you know, tonight? By the way, and I just took a took a quick scroll through Facebook, and and there it was, you know, someone who I didn't know posted a link to a local news channel's report that Miriam had had died, and it was two a.m. and it didn't really sink in immediately, and I I said the requisite, oh my god, you know, and and read the article and and then just thought uh, i i've got to go to sleep cuz i had to be in the office today you know i had to drive into the office today i don't do that every day but i needed to today and i've got a i have got have got to get some sleep i got to drive into the office but i've got to go to i've got to go to sleep having just learned that someone i liked died So I got into bed. Still not having processed it. I, I think, if anything, I thought, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll feel what I need to feel in the morning. <laughs> you know that thing of how sometimes you dream to deal with what you're not dealing with when you're awake? All last night, I kept having a dream. The same dream. That was a memory of having spent some time in talking with Miriam. Again, we're leaning a little bit into the pop culture thing here. Years and years ago, a million years ago, a nice age ago, she, uh, when she was still into missions and not in Alabama. When she was still into overseas missions, I'll say. She was probably still doing missions in Alabama. She, uh... I think it was a fundraiser situation for a group that she was involved with. She helped organize a concert here in St. Louis down on Del Mar in what we know as the loop, kind of across from vintage vinyl, that area, if you know the the layout of the of the of the city. Uh, she helped organize just kind of an open air concert with a band that I really loved at that time called Madison Green uh Madison Green was out of Detroit they were semi-successful but never quite broke through to that next level and that was i i loved that about them they were a very hippie band they had celtic overtones and a lot of tribal drums and stuff they're not together anymore i don't know if they're findable on anything but uh if you want to find them i think their best album is uh called uh, uh uh think the dancers mad which is a uh truncation of something that uh, Nietzsche said, which was, uh, those who hear not the music think the dancer is mad, which is a wonderful phrase. Um, and she had helped kind of organize that. And that wasn't the first time I knew of Miriam. You know, I knew her prior to that. You know, hi Miriam, hi Derek, you know, in, in the hallways at, at our college and that kind of thing. But uh, I had a conversation with her. That day, you know an actual conversation it was uh I spent a little bit of time with her, you know, which I hadn't done before, I mean much, and just 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 really talking and and I walked away from that thinking, wow, that is such a fun, warm, kind driven and 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 and, and sure person she is. She is sure of who she is and what she wants to do and where she wants to go. And that is always a, 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 a factor. That is always the kind of quality that just draws me to a person and makes me think, oh, that that's... I like who they are. They're, they're sure of who they are. And, but not just sure of... I mean, Donald Trump is sure of who he is. But, like, sure, but, like, a word that I said earlier is doubly important in that sentence and, and, and in, that, in that construct, the word kind. She was also very kind. She was... It was just so obvious talking to her. And I don't remember the whole conversation. It's been, you know, a nice age. But I, I, it was just so obvious that she really cared about other people being okay. You know? I just remember walking away being struck with that. And another thing that I keep remembering is, this is tangential. I mean, everything in this episode is going to be tangential. Spoiler alert. But uh, she, uh, I I remember, I wasn't even in the conversation. I was just around. And uh, uh, (laughs) she was talking to a couple of the other women at the college. And the conversation was to the effect of, is it even worth shaving our legs you know, it was, it was one of those conversations, and Miriam, if I may, was kind of a kind of a hippie chick at the time. Uh, I don't know that she would, uh, you know, have loved being described as that this week. You know, I, I have no idea who she was in her forties, but uh, I, at that time she was kind of a hippie chick, and uh, you know, she was <laughs> a little bit holding court on that conversation, and uh, it was it was interesting to listen to because I was in my twenties, and what did I know about women and what their preferences were. And just sort of listening to that group, I kind of went, this is really an interesting conversation. And like not, they weren't graphic, they weren't obscene, they weren't gross about it. But they were talking about, you know, is it even worth shaving our legs? What, for men? Why? You know, and also the underarms and, you know, which is as far as they went anatomically. Uh, But they, they just kind of talked about that for a while. And I was just sort of around... They were out in the open. I wasn't, like, eavesdropping or anything. I just happened to be in the same hallway. And I remember it was Miriam who turned to me and looked and said, Oh, sorry, this is probably, you're probably having a lot of fun with this conversation, huh? Sorry about that. And she kind of laughed, and I was like, No, no, it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. You're not offending me or anything. You know, uh, the truth was they were actually teaching me some things that I've carried with me to this day. To this day, it's, you know, what, 20 years later, maybe? And I still, like, when I see a woman walking around with unshaven legs or unshaven underarms and just, like, owning it and just like, yeah, I didn't shave anything. What are you going to do about it? I'm like, yeah, good for you, you know? And I'm just, like, on board, you know? (laughs) And I, I love that. And it's because of that conversation. Just being around Miriam would... Sometimes just change the way you thought about things. Sometimes forever. Because what what she said, she was sure. She was confident. But she was saying it with kindness, and with empathy, and with understanding. And I'm glad that I have a memory with her that revolves around a band. You know? Because pop culture means so much to me, and it means so much to all of us. I mean, pop culture, art, let's just change that word, art, is really what survives of a culture. You want to talk about, you know, historical archives and things? It's all art. Statues, paintings, writings. The artists are what makes a culture live on. Even philosophers have to know enough art to be able to write down what they're thinking. People talk about philosophy as though there's any new thought under the sun. i got news for you. Any modern-day philosopher is just quoting a dead philosopher. That's all that's happening. People go nuts about philosophy. Yeah, they're all falling into, like, a couple of different camps that they're just repeating and parroting what they've heard and read a million times. That's all philosophy is these days. Like, name me a modern philosopher most of you can't. And by modern, I mean still living, still writing today. Most of you can't. I can. Taylor Swift. She's a fucking philosopher. She is. Her work is going to live on. The things that she says are going to live on. Sorry. It's how it is. Art is important. Art is what survives. And when I'm thinking about someone I know who's gone, I'm glad that I have some memory with her where there was art, where there was something beautiful, where there was something that made me happy. There was a lot that made me happy when Miriam was around. She just had an infectious sort of energy and, and goodness. And I, I I don't know. I guess I, I I guess I'm I'm saying all this, and I'm kind of in my head. I'm going somewhere, but I, I it's hard to get there because well, because it's hard to get there. But I want to talk about art being important, because it is an irony to me, and I don't know if irony is going to be the right word. Those of you who have been criticizing Alanis Morissette for the last 30 years, I don't know if ironic is the right word, but in my head, you know what I mean when I say ironic. It is ironic to me that I learned that my friend had died, my college friend had died, Moments after I had turned off the TV from watching Friends in Tribute to Matthew Perry. Moments after. I had just been leaning into pop culture, and then reality happened. And I was leaning into pop culture because someone else's reality had just gotten horrible, you know? Because art is important, and art stands the test of time, and it gets you through things. And you know we've lost a lot of artists that I appreciate recently. A lot of people who did important things and things that stand the test of time. Maybe to different, different values or different extents. That's the word I'm looking for, different extents. But I mean in the last little bit we lost uh, Suzanne Somers. Known for Three's Company and uh, Step by Step and uh, She's the Sheriff. I'm one of the people who watch She's the Sheriff. I stand by She's the Sheriff. And, you know, name me anybody in the 90s who didn't own or know someone who owned a Thighmaster. <laughs> you know? Suzanne Summers just suddenly spirited away. Although, got into her 70s, you know? And you, you can't look at... Her story and her career and the length of her life, and think that she got, you know, anything other than a good run. And then a few days ago, Richard Moll passed away. You probably know him best as Bull from Nightcourt, the tall bailiff guy with the shaved head. He passed away. I loved Nightcourt. I stand by Nightcourt. Maybe not so much the new series. I watched a few episodes and then kind of drifted off. Partially because, for some reason, the feed that I have of it, it's the lip-sync is off on the first couple of episodes and I can't get past it. But that's a whole other rant. <laughs> but Richard Maul, Bull on, on Night Court. And a bunch of roles throughout the years. He, like, a lot of people... He's one of those guys that... He would, like, grow in the hair and grow in a beard. And people would see him in stuff and... Usually, just like a small role and go, that guy looks really familiar. Who is he? It's Bull from Nightcourt. He just grew hair, you know, and he he did a lot of comedies and a lot of stuff that i I would he would just pop up in, and I'd go, "Oh, hey, that's Bull from Nycourt, you know, or that's Richard Maul, once I learned his name and uh, and it would make me happy because he may, he mainly did comedies, but a lot of times he played a bad guy, you know, and he he was able to when he had the hair and the beard and put on a scowl, he looked like, "Wow, I don't want to mess with that guy you know and he he had a really great range, but he mainly leaned into comedy. He also did a lot of voice work and probably most notably Harvey Dent and Two face in Batman the Animated series, which I adored and i I think about him and yeah I mean, you know. I mean, I think about Suzanne Summers, and we lost uh, John Ritter several years ago. We lost John Ritter the same day that we lost Johnny Cash. And I remember that breaking my heart. I was still in Bible college at the time with Miriam in a class where the, the professor announced it. And I think of Richard Mall, And from Night Court, we've lost Harry Anderson, we've lost Marky Post, uh, Charles Robinson... I mean, Selma Diamond uh, and uh, Florence, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The I don't remember her name, but Flo from the show also. And we've now lost Richard Maul. And I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. And from Batman, we lost Kevin Conroy, my Batman. Somewhere in the archive of this show, there's me in tears about Kevin Conroy. You know, and we, a couple of weeks ago, lost uh, Arlene Sorkin, the inspiration and voice of Harley Quinn. And now Richard Mall, too, you know? We've lost some big names, and I already said Matthew Perry. I really liked Matthew Perry, by the way. I mean, I was in my 20s when... Well, I was in my late teens and then early 20s when Friends was at its peak and still on the air and still new. And that was the perfect age to be for that, you know? Anybody my age loves Friends and watched Friends and has Friends memorized. I actually haven't watched a lot of Friends in the last several years, partially because it's hard to find on anything because streaming runs pop culture these days and is horrible and it's only on uh what max i guess which doesn't even make sense because it was an nbc show so why is it on peacock uh nbc was ridiculously irresponsible with their own properties but that's a again a whole other rant uh i i i loved friends and i think anybody my age the you know hit or miss I guess a little bit there I'm sure there are exceptions to this but most people my age watched friends loved friends you know and I think we all kind of had our own sort of avatar in the show and uh, like our own sort of conduit into the show and me I wasn't sexy or cool or or stupid enough to be a Joey <laughs> I didn't have really anything in common with any of the women, and I wasn't brainy or weird or <laughs> divorced enough to be a Ross, you know. But the, the guy who's frequently lovelorn and always sarcastic and always has a joke that he's going to throw out, even at his lowest, yeah, I understood Chandler. Chandler was my window into that show and I didn't like intentionally emulate him or anything but I just kind of you know I saw that guy and went I I get it you know I saw that character I should say and I went I get it you know and I kind of I was glad that he ended up happy you know at the end spoilers again for a 20 year old show I was glad that he ended up with Monica and, and and with kids and everything and And, you know, then you learn about the people off screen, and, yeah, you, know, you learn about Matt Perry and his, uh, Matthew Perry, I called him Matt like I know him, uh, you learn about Matthew Perry and his, his addiction issues, and his efforts to overcome that, and then his efforts to help others. One of the things I've read in the last several days, you've probably seen it too, is, uh, he talked about... Knowing that he was going to be remembered for friends, but hoping he'd be remembered for the things that he did to help other people. And one of the quotes, he said that, you know, I I liked knowing that if someone came up to me and asked for help, I could always say, yes, I can do that, even when I couldn't help myself. Which is a beautiful thing to say. And uh, uh, I was very moved by that when I saw it. By the way, I've not yet read his book. It's on the list but I have not yet read his book. Uh, I was very very impacted by the death of Matthew Perry. And then someone that I actually knew died. And that hurt more, of course. Of course that hurt more. But it made me start thinking, the same way that I'm, I'm sure I've talked about on this show before, why was I so moved by Matthew Perry's death? You know, and why was I so moved by Richard Mall's death? Why am I writing tributes to them on Facebook? Why did I start recording an episode of this show before Miriam passed, and I stopped halfway through because I thought, ah, that's good enough. I'll finish it up tomorrow. On Tuesday, I started, or on Monday, I started recording this. On Tuesday, I'm recording this. You know, uh, I, I'm sorry if that was unclear. Uh, but why was I previously recording what was going to be an episode? And I was, you know, lamenting the death of particularly Richard Ball and, and Matthew Perry. And now someone actually knew is gone. And it makes those two losses seem lesser to me, as it should. But before that, those losses seemed really significant. You know? And why, why was that? And I've got an answer. I, I kind of know why we all go through that. It's because we enjoyed what those people did. It's that simple. We enjoyed what those people did. Uh, Suzanne Somers, Matthew Perry, Richard mall they all made me laugh. They all made me smile. They all made me feel happy for a little bit. That's it. That's it. That's why, it, that's why it, I felt it, hearing of those deaths. Because they made me feel happy for a little bit. And, oh no, someone who made me feel happy is, is gone. And, like, what happens to that happiness now? Can I still hold on to that happiness now that they're gone? And the answer is, you watch a few episodes of Friends, and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, they still make me happy. Because there they are. And there they are ho- how I remember them. And they're saying the things that I remember them saying that made me so happy. And in that way, they're going to live forever. And that, and that matters, and that means something. That, and it, 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 it look, it hurts a little the first couple times you see that person show up on screen, but by the end of the episode, you're laughing. You know, and you're remembering what you loved about it. And it feels okay again. Slowly, maybe, for some of us, but it feels okay again in time. But you felt something because that performer, that performance, that, that show, that movie, that song, meant something to you at a time when you needed it to mean something to you. And just because that person's gone, that doesn't mean that that memory has changed. That doesn't mean that that memory doesn't mean anything anymore. That memory is still pure. That memory is still beautiful. That memory can still lift you out of a low place, even if that person has been canceled. And that's that's why we mourn when someone that we liked from TV or from music or from you know writing books or whatever passes away. That's why. Because they made us happy. Because they made us feel things. And because they're gone. And we know that they don't have the opportunity to do that anymore, except... They do, because there are other episodes and there are other things that they've done that you probably haven't seen or heard or read. And eventually you realize you're going to be okay with the celebrities that you invited into your home on maybe a weekly or even daily basis, depending on how you watch things, if you're a binge watcher, you know, and a rewatcher. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't watch Friends for a long time because I didn't have access, but also because I had it memorized. I had watched it and rewatched it. I think I started saying that and didn't finish the thought. Sorry. But, yeah, I didn't watch Friends for a long time because I had it memorized. I knew the lines. I knew the episodes. I mean, hell, half of them are titled The One With blank. You know, and you, just, you look at the title and you've watched the episode, you know? Much like I look at you know, a Queen song and I, I don't even need to listen to the song. I just go, yeah, that was a good time. You know? And that's why we feel that about celebrities. And you know what? It's, it's the same reason that we feel that about people that we actually knew. I hadn't seen Miriam in 15 years. Easy. And I heard that she died at 2 in the morning. And even asleep, my brain kept throwing the memories at me. I kept having dreams that we were at that at that festival, at festival, at that outdoor concert, talking. I kept having the same dream that I was standing there talking to Miriam, and I'd wake up and I'd remember what happened, and I'd feel it, and I'd go back to sleep. And I'd dream that I was at the outdoor concert with Madison Green playing, and I was talking to Miriam. And I'd wake up, and I'd remember, and I'd go to sleep, and I'd dream that I was at the concert with Miriam talking to her, and I'd wake up. And that was my whole night, last night. And walking around today, I'd... You know, I looked at Facebook... Probably more than I should have during a work day. Sorry about that if my bosses listen to this. I hope you understand. I you know, glanced at Facebook a little bit today and, and saw other people posting memories, some of which I remembered and and I remembered the conversation about the leg shaving and and I remembered being happy in those moments. And that's why it hurts to know that she's gone because those moments meant something and made me feel something and there's that little part of me that it just feels like well, what, what happens to those memories now because you know what she's, she wasn't on TV you know I can't put in a, a Blu-ray or, or find the right streaming channel and, and see Miriam again You know, so that's a little bit different. That's a little bit harder, and that hurts a little bit more, and it should, and that's okay. But you know what? Later this week, I'm going to listen to a Madison Green album. I'm going to do that. I haven't listened to them in a few years, but I'm I'm, going to do that. I'm going to remember. And those memories are still going to mean something. Those memories are still going to matter. And I'm gonna be walking around the loop, or on the Central West End, or somewhere, and I'm gonna see a woman walking around who has shaved nothing, and is proud of it, and is clearly displaying that, and I'm gonna think, yeah, good for you! And I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna be grateful. And I'm gonna be a little sad. But that's okay. You can be sad. Because... you were happy. It's okay to look back on some of those memories and feel a little bit of a pull on the heart. Because you don't have them on Blu-ray. And that's alright. But you still got those memories, you know? And I don't know, I guess, uh, like I said, we met at a Bible college, and a lot of what I've seen popping up on the internet is, uh, oh, please pray for her family, please pray for her kids, please pray for her husband, and... And I know that. I know that that's legitimate, and I know that that's a correct thing to say. And I, I I know that that's a wonderful thing that you can do for somebody. When politicians say it, it's bullshit. When a when your normal person says it, they mean it. I know that praying for someone matters. I'm going to get dark here for a second. I'm sorry, but there's also this part of me, that just thinks yeah. I, They were a Christian family. They were a Christian family immersed in ministry, immersed in doing what they believed was God's will in their life. I know that they were praying and this happened. And what, now we're supposed to pray and everything's going to be fine? As opposed to when before they were praying and this happened anyway? Those are feelings I don't know what to do with. Those are feelings I don't know what to do with. If you have an answer, db at derekbrink.com. You let me know. And I'll reply to you and tell you that that's bullshit because you don't know either. You don't know either. What, God's in control right up until the accidents? Like, was, he couldn't do anything with What, was he distracted? I mean, he's got plenty to be distracted about. Right now, in Gaza, there are people praying. Right now, in Israel, there are people praying for very different results to the same God maybe he's distracted with that I don't know I don't know if prayer does anything other than make you feel better and make you feel like you're holding up your end make me feel like I'm holding up my end when I do it I, I, I don't know because things like this still happen it doesn't make any sense. It's not fair, and it doesn't make sense. And I can't put in a Blu-ray and feel better. Because I can see my friend again on the Blu-ray. And I've just got to find a way to be okay with that. And so does everybody else who finds themselves in this position. You know what I can do? I can put in a Blu-ray of something else. I can put in a CD of something else. I can surround myself with the things that have historically made me feel happier and better. And I can expose myself to new things that might get me there, you know? I've said a million times, one of the few things that sometimes keeps me going in life is knowing that there's a great song out there that I was always supposed to love, but I just haven't heard it yet. And one of these days I'm going to find that song, and I'm going to be overwhelmed with how wonderful it is, and that's going to be a a whole new great memory. And in the next few days, as I'm kind of overwhelmed with memories of Miriam as they keep popping up in my Facebook feed, I know that some of what I'm listening to or watching or whatever is going to be the soundtrack to that, And that's a little bit of a scary thought, because I don't know how much I want associated with some of these feelings. I hope I haven't gone too far for any of you who are listening. I don't know what I want associated with these feelings. So that's a little bit of a scary thought. But I also know that it's going to be something that's art. Art that stands the test of time. Art that is going to outlast me. I know some of that is what's going to make me feel good again, and what's going to help get me through it. Of course, I mean, look, obviously I'm going to be talking to other friends, and sharing memories, and sharing thoughts, and sharing frustrations and doubts, and talking, and talking, and talking with friends. That's going to happen too. Don't worry, I'm not just depending on a a, a Talking Heads record that I haven't heard yet, or whatever. I don't know why I picked Talking Heads, but you know what I mean. Don't worry, there's person-to-person work happening here too. In some ways, going into the office today was one of the better things that I could have done with my energy, because I saw several people that I liked, and we had a Halloween party, and there was food, and I... Ate a little bit too much, and there were these cookies, man, that were uh, uh, chocolate chips and pecan, and there was bourbon involved. And I just, I, 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 I want nothing to eat but those cookies for the rest of my life. <laughs> and you know, and in some ways, I'm very glad that that happened because I, I wasn't just stuck with memories that hurt a little bit right now. I was also making some new ones. And I don't know, I guess that's the thing that's worth saying is you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving, you got to keep doing stuff, you got to keep, you got to keep exposing yourself to new things, you got to keep, you got to keep active, or you're just going to dwell on the stuff that makes you sad. At least that's part of it. It's not all of it, but that's part of it. I don't, I don't have a quick fix. If you're listening to this thinking, oh, Derek's going to say one thing that's a quick fix, that that changes everything and fixes everything, I I, I don't have that. I'm just going through some stuff, man, and I'm talking, and I'm talking about pop culture, and I'm talking about my friend, and I'm marrying the two, kind of, because I've got this platform to do that. I'm just getting some stuff out right now. I, I, I don't have the quick fix. Maybe you do. If you do, please, God, share it. Because I hadn't even seen this person in, you know, a lifetime. It still hurts, you know? In fact, in some ways, we've been friends on Facebook from 2008, or since 2008. Man, why didn't we talk more? <laughs> you know? 'Cause she was in Alabama and I'm in St. Louis. That's that's it. That's okay. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. And I'm gonna be okay, and you're gonna be okay. That's the thing about life. It keeps going right up until it doesn't. So you gotta keep going. And I gotta keep going. We'll and we'll keep going and we'll we'll be okay. I promise you, I'm gonna be okay. The next episode of this, God willing, is going to be a fun one. It's going to be happy. There's going to be music. There's going to be me with the, with the podcast voice. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Right now, today, this evening, on too little sleep and too many cookies and a little bit of bourbon, it's, it's not as okay. And that's okay, too. One of the things I said in a, uh, in a Facebook post that I wrote about all this when I woke up this morning and, and just had to say something to someone. One of the things I said was at the very end of what I wrote, I mentioned that I kept dreaming about you know the time that we spent together at that concert and everything. And At the end, I, at the end of, of what I wrote, I just said, uh, Good night, Miriam. Rest well. May death be only a dream. There's a lot of Christian thought and Christian thinkers that have tiptoed and sometimes outright said the thing of death is only a dream. We are only sleeping until we, are, until we wake up in Christ. I don't really know what I think about that, but I think it's a beautiful word picture. I like the idea of death being only a dream. But I can tell you, sometimes those dreams... <laughs> Don't let you sleep very well. Didn't sleep very well last night. Might not tonight. Remains to be seen. Got a little bit of time before then. It's Halloween. I've got to do my standard Halloween thing and watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show in Clue. Like, that still has to happen tonight. Maybe maybe that's going to jar me out of a little bit of the, the mood I'm in. That and a couple more cookies. I should have brought some cookies home. <laughs> I really loved those cookies. Um, see, it's going to be okay. I can laugh at stuff. I can have irreverent thoughts. So can you. If you're going through something, so can you. It's going to be okay. Listen to your Uncle Derek. It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. In the meantime, rest in peace to... (laughs) Suzanne Summers, Richard Mall, Matthew Perry. Rest in peace, Miriam. Rest in peace, Miriam. May death be only a dream. Uh, checkmates. I'll I'll do my best to give you a, a fun time on the next one. Until then, uh, please do whatever keeps you happy, healthy, and safe. Please remember that Black Lives Matter. That LGBTQIA+ rights are human rights. That women's rights our human rights, and I shouldn't have to tell you any of that, and please, God, be good to each other, be good to yourself, and forgive each other, and forgive yourself, and while you're doing all that, check us out next time, and may it be a better time. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this.